One of the most critical members of your inner circle is the mentor, but most people struggle to find one despite knowing the value of having one. So what's the disconnect? There's a lot that you may not know about finding a mentor. Hey everyone, I'm Laverne McKinnon and welcome to the Moonshot Mentor Blogcast, where I break down the tools and skills you need to achieve your career dreams. I'm a coach and a certified grief recovery specialist because I learned the hard way that unprocessed career setbacks can lead to a loss of resiliency. What also sets people back is not having the right team in place to support you in achieving your goals. A mentor is one of the key people on your team. A recent Google search of the question, how do I find a mentor, found approximately 90 million web pages that are relevant to this query. It's clearly a hot topic. So keep listening to learn more because I'm going to unpack mistaken beliefs about mentorship and how to refine your strategy and find one. The question that I get the most from subscribers is, how do I find a mentor? I actually think the real question is, what is no one telling me about finding a mentor? There's a lot of research out there about how important it is to one's career to have a mentor in place, but why is it so difficult to land one? So when I did the Google search, how do I find a mentor? There were a myriad of articles and essays, everything from LinkedIn to Indeed to NPR to Harvard Business Review. It was endless. And honestly, many of the suggestions were a bit Pollyanna and don't really reflect the real world. So here are some hard truths. The first thing that needs to be understood is that there is a distinction between a mentor and an advocate. A great mentor will provide you with perspective you don't have and can't get anywhere else. They're going to give you honest and straightforward feedback that aligns with your goals, not theirs. And the best mentors will stay engaged in your journey and also be detached from any advice or feedback they give. They empower you to make the best choice for yourself. They ask great questions to help you gain deeper understanding and clarity about what's important to you, and they bring to light what you might not be seeing or considering. Now, a great advocate will make calls on your behalf to put you up for a job. They recommend you for a role you've already applied for. They're going to let you know about opportunities that might not be on your radar, and they're going to get feedback to you on how you did in the interview and what steps you might need to take in order to secure the offer. So you want to engage with a mentor if you need insights from a 30,000-foot perspective on your career, and you need frontline advice on current challenges in your job and occupation. If you're going to engage with an advocate, you're really looking for support in finding and landing a new job. One of the primary reasons people don't have a mentor is because they're treating the mentor like an advocate. Wires are getting crossed and the relationship fizzles. Once you have clarity on whether you need a mentor or an advocate, it's critical to dispel mistaken beliefs that may be stopping you from finding the right mentor match. A mentor does not need to be older, more senior, or more established than you. Don't let your ego get in your way. A great mentor simply needs to be willing to support you with hard truths and wisdom. A mentor relationship is not always defined clearly and consciously. I've actually found that the best mentor-mentee relationships are developed over a period of time, and they frequently don't begin with a formal ask of, will you be my mentor? Recognize that you may actually have a mentor without even naming it. Never pay for a mentor. That's sort of crazy thinking. I have a business coach who serves as my mentor, and I'm truly happy to pay her for her invaluable time, expertise, and wisdom. I also pay a mentor to give me feedback on my brand. 
I also pay a mentor to give me perspective on my social media strategy, and he's a good 20 years younger than me, although I've never asked his age. If you're able to find a mentor who will give you their time for free, that's so awesome, but don't let your pocketbook stop you from getting what you need. You must follow your mentor's lead with scheduling and expectations. So not true. It's actually the mentee's job to drive the mentorship and articulate expectations for both sides. You're the one who makes the relationship a priority. Use the tool of design and alliance. This is a conversation about the expectations each person has for the relationship. For example, you might say, I would love it if we could meet once every month for 15 minutes. Your mentor might say, let's do it over Zoom and send me your questions ahead of time. Find a mentor inside of the company or industry you are working. So the problem with that belief is that it limits perspective. A fresh point of view or questions from someone who doesn't know your field can be so illuminating. Sometimes people get stuck in, that's how it's always done, which slows and stops growth. Mentorship is a longer commitment, at least a year, in order to have real results. The truth is that you could have a single conversation with the mentor that will be life-changing and never see them again. Stay open to all different mentorship opportunities, whether it's age, industry, or time. One of the old school pieces of advice that you have to let go of when finding a mentor is sending an email asking if someone will mentor you. It's honestly a little cringy and has a feeling of entitlement. You have to build a relationship first. If there's someone you know that you'd love to cultivate, that's when you send the email. Ask the person if they have 15 minutes to answer a few questions, then outline what those questions are. When you're specific with what you are looking for, they can determine if it's a good use of everyone's time. A couple of pro tips. Keep your email brief and to the point, and don't cold email. Find someone who will give you an introduction. Once you begin to cultivate the relationship with the mentor, be sure to follow these don'ts. Never ask your mentor questions when you can Google the answers or find them from a friend or colleague. Never expect your potential mentor to follow up or remember what you spoke about. It's your job to set the agenda and send it ahead of time. It's not cool to ask your mentor for a job or referral. It puts pressure on the mentor in ways that may slow or stop them from being straightforward and supportive in other ways. If you want someone to help you land a new gig, that would be an advocate, a colleague, a friend, or a recruiter. If you're fortunate to have a relationship with a mentor that you don't actually have to pay for, follow these non-paid mentor musts. Watch the clock and be respectful. Don't give them the responsibility of saying, I have to go. Take notes. It shows you respect their feedback. Send a thank you note. Yep, after every single meeting. You can keep it brief. It can be an email, but acknowledging their time and insights cultivates the relationship. Send an update between meetings on what's been happening based on their questions and feedback. Mentors like to know how their time investment is panning out. Remember to keep it brief. Listen to what's important to your mentor and offer support. For example, one of my mentees will send links to articles that she thinks will interest me. Maintenance of the relationship is your job, not theirs, so you need to schedule time and follow up on action items. And finally, don't ghost. It sours people on mentoring in the future. If for some reason you want to end the mentorship or become too busy, just be classy and let them know what's going on. While you're in the stage of cultivating a mentor, consider being your own mentor in the form of identifying people you admire and quote-unquote channeling them. 
This is a tool I learned from my training as a coach. We call it creating crew members. One of my crew is a guy named Aaron who used to be an agent and is now a wildly successful producer. Whenever I'm in a sticky sales situation, I ask myself, what would Aaron do? There's a super fun piece from Jessica Stillman on this same topic. She's at Entry Level Rebel, and the article is in Inc., and it's entitled Can't Find a Mentor, Try This Instead. The link is available in the written blog version of this blogcast. To wrap us up, a quick preview of what's coming up over the next several blogcasts. We're going to continue to focus on this idea of creating your team or your inner circle. Your mentors and advocates are a part of that. And as much as we might want or think we can go it alone, it's just not possible. We need others in different ways in order to achieve our goals. So it's important to look at the people in your inner circle to determine if they're truly the right match for you. And if you don't have an inner circle, the next series of blogs will help you figure out how to create one. So a question. When you look at your current team, who are your advocates and who is your mentor? If the answer is no one, start generating a list of possibilities and cultivate those relationships following the steps that I outlined previously. I'd love to hear your thoughts on how it's going, so please drop me a comment. You can also visit me at moonshotmentor.com or follow me on social media at moonshotmentor on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you enjoy what you hear, I would appreciate if you could subscribe to my blogcast. It would help me achieve my moonshot of 5,000 subscribers. Thank you so much for tuning in.